what's up? Um, I wanted to do a little post-holiday solo cast. And cut the music. Alright, we don't need any intro music, it's just me talking. Yeah, so my life has kind of been a whirlwind recently. We, um, we got done with tour, and on the drive home found out that the, the owner of our house is selling their house. Um, selling the house that we live in, and we have to be out by January 15th. Um, it's like negative five here right now. So that's been a fucking trip, man, to come right off of tour um, with that knowledge. And then we had to go to Texas, and we did an epic run of shows in Texas, particularly Austin. Fuck, I love that city and love all the people there. Um, got to hang out with Gordon Ryan a bit, uh, who's an absolute sweetie. Um yeah, a lot of people in grappling talk shit, um, but he beats everybody, and I hung out with the dude, and he's a total sweetie, um, so, yeah, dude, there was a f- fucking serious all-star grappling team at the Austin show we had, Shanji Hubira, Shanji Hubiro, uh, who was a guest on the, um, uh, on this podcast before, Victor Hugo, who just won the ultra heavyweight, uh, Worlds, um, bad, bad man. Um, and of course, Gordon Ryan, um, just a great hang, great show. We met a man after the show outside that was very intoxicated. It was carrying a chicken on his shoulder and his back was all covered in chicken shit. Um, so that was weird. That was a cool, uh, that was a cool moment. We were loading up the trailer and, uh, and I had a cool little back and forth banter with this, uh, Drunk young street thought, um, I think was what I called him when I took the video of him. Uh, but that was fun. Um, and then me, Brady, um, yeah, we brought Brady with us. Brady from Go Fast, who's just my God. I love him so much, uh, dear brother. And I, what I was really excited about um, was Parker. Rightfully, wasn't super interested in driving. You know the 26 hours to and from Texas with me because everyone else gets to fly. And, uh, you know, what I essentially bribed him with was, was I promise by the end of the trip, dude, Brady will be one of your best friends. And it happened. They fell in love right away like I knew they would. Uh, it was really cool having Brady around. Um, we went and saw... So we had the three shows. My my oldest son came out to the show in Austin, which was cool. Got to hang with him a little bit. And then the next night, we, we took him to dinner, and we went and saw Brent Cobb and Robert Earl Keane. And he came with us. And, um, you know, it was wild because we're all huge, huge Brent Cobb fans. Um, I'm also a huge Robert Earl Keane fan, but if I'm being honest, I went there going, I'm coming to see Brent Cobb, the fact that, that – Robert Earl is here as is a bonus. Um, Brent Cobb slayed it after a set. We actually got to meet him. We met him out at the merch booth um, and got to chat a little bit. And he remembered we had a back and forth uh, on Instagram. I just messaged him when we were on the road. I was real homesick and was just telling him that um, that his records uh, were very helpful to me um, when I'm out on the road because he he also has a family at home and. He writes about it in a real beautiful way. Um, and he recognized me right when I came up. He said, hey, I know you. He remembered the conversation. And me and all the boys got to gotta say what's up to him. And 
um, got some merch from him and um, sweet guy, just a sweet Southern fella. God bless him. Um, and then Robert Earl Keane was just unexpectedly badass. Um, you know, I know so many of his tunes. Um, he wrote wrote a few for the Highwaymen. He, he's just he's one of the greatest American songwriters uh, in the history of Earth. And um, the show was amazing. There was one point in particular he was he was playing this song called "What I Really Mean." And uh, me and my wife had kind of butted heads that day. It's just high stress, you know, with this move and me being gone. And, um, you know, I had been thinking leading up to that. I was like, man, I get so frustrated in these, you know, these arguments with my wife that aren't even arguments. You know, I just am taking everything personally. And at the core of it, what it is, is I just miss her and I wish she was with me. Um, and I let that sadness kind of turn to frustration and shortness. Um, and uh, in this song, what I really mean, Robert Earl Keen, he keeps saying things like, you know, well, we uh, made it down to Mardi Gras and, um, you know, just talking about like playing shows and being on the radio. And then he ends every, um, every, every verse with what I really mean is I wish you were here. And um, it hit me so hard and I started crying and then I was like, I'm not embarrassed, but was like, oh, shit, man, I'm having like a full moment here. And I felt kind of self-conscious about it. And then I looked over at Parker and <laughs> he was crying, too, and wiping tears away. And, and it was just this really um, special moment. You know, I um, I put on a pretty solid stoic front. You know, it's how I like to handle business. It's how I like to handle my day-to-day, -day, you know, my day-to-day, -day, I try to maintain a level of stoicism and, and steadfastness and unfuck with ability. Um, but, you know, on the inside, man, I'm a pretty, pretty soft cat. I cry a lot uh, to music. You know, it doesn't even have to make sense, man. Some, sometimes I was listening to Jerry Douglas on a plane when we were flying to Florida on the last tour. Same thing, man. I just started bawling. You know, there's not even words. It was just it was just beautiful, beautiful music. And it's, it's why I'm so in love with music. It's one of the few things that can tap me out of that day-to-day um, -day dude that has to be in the meat suit and doing all the things. And it just sucks me so deep into my heart. Um, and I love that. You know, that's what, that's why I do music. That's what it is. Um, and then, um, on the drive home, uh, from Texas, Brady goes, man, I'm, I kind of not feeling very hot. I kind of feel like I'm getting a little sick. And then on the last day, Parker's legs started hurting and they both, uh, ended up having like sweats and the whole nine. And I got home and was like, okay, man, I guess I'm in the clear. Uh, cause their, their, their symptoms were pretty well, pretty well synced up time-wise, and then, um, you know, Malachi, my son, he had been sick the whole week before I got home, uh, but me and my wife thought we were good, and then, man, day after Christmas or Christmas Day, we just fucking, we went down hard, um, so it's been, a, it's been a pretty rough holiday season, you know, we're buying this house, um, and, uh, you know, every Christmas for the past few years has been very heavy and hectic. Uh, we we lost Summer's mom three years ago, um, 
or two years ago, and then last year was COVID, so everything was kind of weird and uncertain. And then, um, you know, this year we're, we're being forced to leave our home, and um, and we were all sick. So I'm very optimistic about Christmas next year. We'll be in our own house. Um, you know, I want to be the house that, that all the family comes to. We'll go to everybody else's house. I want everyone to come to our house, and I want our house to be the Christmas hang. Um, but all in all, man, I'm just, uh, I'm a really blessed dude. You know, I got I to see my dad the other day. But my wife's family is so solid um, and so different, but gets along so well. Everyone... Um, you know, it's it's just how a family should be. They've all gone through their shit together, and um, there's just a closeness there. It's so familiar uh, to me, you know, when I get off the road and go right into a big family gathering with my wife's family. Um, yeah, I love them so much. I'm so grateful for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, we had some new babies this year. My, uh, my brother-in-law just had his first kid. Um, Summer's niece had a baby a while back, and it was, it was so cool to be to be around the little ones. Um, yeah, you know, I've been trying to make this conscious effort this holiday season to stay off my phone, or really just away from social media. I kind of always have to be on my phone checking on shit, but, man, it's hard. It's hard um, for a couple reasons. One, I have this unquenchable thirst to know what the fuck is going on all the time, um, which I think a lot of people can relate to. It's just kind of how we're programmed. You know, um, I'm starting to see less and less that my opinion just, it doesn't fucking matter, man. No one's really does. Um, you know, and with social media, it's just made in such a way that as we're scrolling we're just being fed exactly what we want to be fed. You know, these algorithms are, they're smart. Instagram and Facebook knows what they're doing. If you like outrage, they're going to feed you outrage. And, um, you know, I just, I just want to get away from it. But, um, yeah, I struggle because, A, I want to know what's going on. B, I have so many friends all over the country doing such cool shit um, that it's hard to not hop on it and just see what they're up to. Um so that's been a challenge. It's something I'm working on. I need to be reading books, not fucking scrolling a screen. So I'm going to work on that, uh, especially in this transition, man. I've just been feeling tight, you know, part of it. Part of it's being sick and shit like that. But the holiday seasons are stressful as is, man. You mix in a move with that, um, and it's uh, it's tricky motherfucky. Um, you know, I've been... Uh, I continue to get messages and comments about, uh, you know, vaccine mandates and shit like that. And how could you support a venue that's doing this and that, you know, and I'll give a little rumble on that. I don't want to dive headfirst in, you know, where I stand on this. Again, my opinion means jack shit. You're talking about a dude that's an artist by trade that fights other grown men for a pastime, you know, and uses psychedelics and rides a motorcycle. So... I am not, you know, an authority on anything. I can read data just like anybody can look at numbers and say, well, that number is the same as this number, yada, yada. But, you know, I think these mandates are outrageous. It doesn't make fucking sense to me. You know, we have more cases right now than we had this time last year, yet 60% of the population is vaccinated. The vaccine, it's not slowing any spread. Um, I'm sure it's... It, it's um, lowering hospitalizations but at the same fucking time how many people have had covid in the last two years 
So it's like, is it the vaccine lowering hospitalizations? Is it the fact that people have already been exposed and maybe they weren't, didn't even get sick the first time they got exposed, you know, and, and, and built up antibodies? Um, but it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, I don't support any mandate of any kind. Um, I don't think trading um, freedom for safety is a good idea. I don't think that's a fair trade. And, you know, I've spoke openly about this, and then people go, well, why would you play venues that require X, Y, Z? And it's like, dude, I'm not really a part of that process. Um, you know, I have an agent and a manager, and at the end of the day, if I don't go on the road, my guys don't get paid, my best friends, my brothers don't get paid, and my kids don't eat, my bills don't get paid. So I'm not going to die on the hill of you have to have this piece of paper to come in. I think that's so dumb because it's not even based in logic at this point. But venues and promoters and artists are doing whatever they can do to survive. Um, and I've heard a lot of people point to friends of mine that are comedians um, and go, well, this dude's doing this. It's like, yeah, dude, but that's just him. He doesn't have a whole band. He doesn't have a sound guy. You know, he doesn't have a team of nine people. Also, you know, when you're making the vast majority of your money from YouTube, you don't really have to hit the road that hard. I have to be on the road, you know, three, four months out of the year to, to make my life swing. So it's just not the same, you know, it's not the same. And I hope that people can, can know how nuanced and difficult it is. If I had my way, we'd only play outdoor shows, you know, that had no requirements of any kind. But it's just not realistic. It just fucking isn't. Um, and there's a way to do business in this business. Um, you know, for instance, like, if a promoter's been really good to me throughout my entire career for the seven fucking eight years I've been touring, I can't really just be like, hey, man, well, fuck you, I'm taking my business elsewhere. Because he's not going to go, okay, no, 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 I'll change my policy. Dude, I sell two to 700 tickets. 200 to 700 tickets. You know what I mean? We're not fucking selling out arenas. You know, like, Chris Stapleton took that stance. I'm sure they'd adjust. But, like, we're just not at a place to do that. And I am not going to snuff someone that's been good to me for eight years to prove a point. I won't fucking do it. Just like I'm not going to deny my guys pay and starve my children to prove a point. Um, you know, if this shit really gets all dark and draconian, like, all I can tell you, man, I'm really good at violence. I practice it often. So I guess the things that a lot of people are scared of, I'm not scared of because I'm not trapped in some giant city you know I live a uh, I live out in the natural world and interact with it regularly and to call a spade a spade my apocalypse crew is fucking strong dog out here <laughs> I, I got fucking edible plant experts ranchers fighters weapons specialists like I got a crew um you know so this fear of going all the way to the end of like well now we're in this Mad Max scenario like I don't, A, I know we're not going to get to that scenario, but B, I'm like, well, I'm pretty squatted up if we got to start tribes. But anywho, that's all I got to say about that. Don't hate on me because I, I want to take care of my people, man. That's all. Um, 
And no one even comes out inquisitive anymore. This is what I hate about social media. No one is even inquisitive. Nobody asks me, hey, man, why this? It's immediately like, oh, you fucking, in this record you made six years ago, you said this, but now you're playing this venue. I'm like, fuck, dog. Yeah, man, go back and tell 23-year-old me what an asshole he is for thinking that. I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's not, it's not my fault, I guess is what I'm saying. And, um, you know, the other side of it is I'm not going to deny the magic that happens when we play shows to thousands and thousands of people to prove a point to. At the end of the day, that's the end-all, be-all for me. This music has changed people's lives. The stories that people have shared with me are unreal, and I get them every single day. I'm not going to not go play music for those people. No fucking way, man. They deserve it. Um, we deserve to have that time together. In a time of so much division, I'll be goddamn if I'm not going to put people in a room together to love on each other. I'm not with it. I'm not with it. I won't do it. We're playing. Um... So that's all I got to say about that. What else do we got going on? Um, we're going to start making a new record this um, winter, the first week of February. We had um, we had studio time booked at Sonic Ranch, which is probably the most gorgeous studio in America. We we're going to be there for two weeks with an amazing producer. Um, and I just couldn't... Um, I couldn't get... Me and the label couldn't get on the same page. Um to make it happen, and that's no fault of of theirs or mine. We just wanted different things. I have nothing but love and respect for Side One Dummy and everybody that works with them. Um, but we just we we couldn't make it work. We couldn't get on the same page and land on the same number. Which shit that happens all the time um, in this business. So um, we're gonna me and Parker are gonna uh, move in together for a week in in this house in Billings. And um, I'm excited. I'm really excited because I kind of have two batches of songs. I have one batch that I was like fully hearing the full band, you know, Almond Brothers style guitar is like this very beautiful um, nod and homage, if you will, to, to American rock and roll. I um, mean, we're still going to make that record. I just don't know when. Um, but then I have this other group of songs that I was like, man, I just don't hear much besides like acoustic guitar, maybe a resonator, a banjo and, and bass. I've been really in love with like simplistic music, like the band Camp, um, Zach Bryan. And, and I'm, I, I just I think it was like subtly influencing me to write kind of these minimalistic songwriter songs. Uh, and I have so many good love songs. Um, so, like, yeah, um, but my, the plan in my head was, okay, we'll go make this huge Sonic Ranch label release record, um, and then in a couple years, I'll record this batch of songs with Parker. Um, but the plan just flip-flopped. I'm just going to do the other batch first. Um, so the next record's going to be cool, very Americana, very rootsy, um, yeah, back to the basics, man. You know, when we made Story of You, that was me and Carl in a bedroom with one $100 mic. Everything was done on one mic. Vocals, guitar, everything. Me and Carl didn't really know shit. Carl knew how to, like, track shit and arrange it, and that was about it. You know, he had such a basic understanding of logic. 
Um, and now he's like one of the most fucking professional producers and engineers that I know. Um, as you can hear on all right now, he, he engineered that and, um, did such a good job. You know, he's just a different level now, but, um, you know, Parker during COVID scored this documentary. He did the soundtrack for this documentary and just did such a good job and actually put words to one of those instrumentals and that'll be on this new record, but I'm pumped, man. I, I just, uh, I'm not just pumped about the music. I'm, I'm pumped at the ability to pivot. Um, and I feel this like innate sense of freedom now, um, knowing that it's just me and Parker. Like, it's just like, okay, I don't even know what's going to happen after we record it. You know, we don't even really have a plan for that, but it's just like, okay, well, let's just make the fucking thing. And then we'll figure out whether we do a distribution deal or like whatever the fucking next step is. But I'm really excited to be going into this process, not having to think about anything except making it pretty. Um, that feels really good. That feels really good. Um, but yeah, the plan is to record it this winter and it'll be out next fall. So yeah, we're going to have Grayson come up and take some pictures and videos. So we'll have some content for you guys, um, coming out. Um, so you can get, kind of see what we're, what we're doing, what we're working on. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pumped on it. Um, what else? Oh yeah. Spring tour dates are announced. Um, we're going to be in the Midwest, Northeast, um, upper Southeast, um, and then back through the Midwest. So yeah, check, uh, shit. I got these motherfucking dates right here. Okay. We got Evanston, Illinois, which is right outside Chicago, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Albany, Burlington, Boston, Fairfield, Connecticut, Asbury Park, um, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., Asheville, Nashville, Cincinnati slash Newport, Kentucky, um, Columbus, and then ending the tour in Milwaukee. We're pumped. Um, this fall tour was so fucking cool, man. The band is, well, we're in a very special stride right now. We're all very comfortable with each other and loose. And I mean loose in a really good way. Uh, everything feels really organic, you know, to have that time between fall tour and those Texas shows, we had just about a month off, like three and a half weeks, went back on stage and slayed, um, felt like we were never even off the road. So make sure you go to satsungmovement.com and get your tickets for that. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to lean into this transition right now. That's, that's my big goal. Uh, a challenge that I would put to every person out there, um, something that's been helping me a lot. You know, we can get fucked up, you know, in our heads, in our day-to-day, -day, the stress of being a parent, running a business, having a job, all of the things that are required of us in adulthood. It can get pretty hectic. And it's it's hard to make those little decisions sometimes of how to react or, or man and uh sorry i'm getting a little emo over here the question i've been asking myself is what what would the man that you want to be do in this situation we always think of that after right we'll, we'll act react it happened to me last night with my with my uh son colden 
popped off. I kind of overreacted. And then I immediately was like, nah, dog, that's not, that's not what the better you would do. Huh. <laughs> um, I think it's just such a simple compass. What would the person that you want to be do? He or she wouldn't overreact. They wouldn't yell. They wouldn't let their stress ooze out into everybody around them. Uh, they would maintain sturdy feet and their head on a swivel, and they would be able to pivot and do so gracefully. At least the person that I want to be, that's what he would do. Um, so with everything I have going on in my life right now, that's my move. That's my go-to. What would the man that you want to be do? So I challenge you all to ask yourself that question when faced with adversity in your day-to-day. Um, it's helped me a lot. That mantra has helped me a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I got much else for you guys. I just wanted to check in. It felt right to do. Uh, I hope everyone had a good holiday, whatever you celebrated. And, um, man, I'm so grateful for y'all. Everyone that listens to this podcast, everybody that listens to this music. um, I just feel so fucking blessed to be who and what I am in the time that I am with the time that I have. Um, I'm so grateful, man. Fuck, it just fucks me up sometimes how grateful I am. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's all I got. Um, As always, I will leave you with this. If you go to onnit.com and use code satsang, you're going to get a discount on supplements and apparel. They have exercise gear as well. Um, the, The big thing, you know, I get my blood work done every three months just to see where my hormones are at, see where my vitamin and mineral absorption are at, see if I'm deficient in anything. Um, preventative healthcare is, is my life. Um, you know, that's how I, as far as health goes, that's, that's my shit, is preventative. You know, we, the American healthcare system um, kind of does this thing that just says, you know, okay, well, you do you, and once something's all fucked up, come and see us, where if you're getting your bloods done, I use a company called Ways to Well, Um, and if you are getting your bloods done all of the time before anything is even a problem, you will see what you're deficient in. Now, how this ties into on it is I've been using their total human, which is a day pack night pack, um, of supplements and vitamins and minerals. And my blood work since I've been taking total human looks fucking amazing, fully optimum in every ray, shape or form, um, so I can't speak, uh, you know, of, of studies or anything like that, but I can tell you that the blood does not lie. And since I've been taking the total human day pack and night pack, um, my blood work looks amazing. I'm not deficient in anything. Everything is just sitting exactly where it should be. Uh, organ function looks flawless. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really daunting thing, A, without bloods to know what you should be taking, but B, when you go to a supplement website, holy shit, there's so much things to choose from. And you get to this thing where it's like, okay, so I'm going to buy 15 different things. And, you know, and on it is really simplified, simplified that um, where you have a pack that you take with breakfast, pack you take before bed. Um, and it's got everything, your B vitamins in there, C minerals, which that is the most underrated on it product there is, is the C minerals. We live in this amazing time where you can source all of these amazing 
things from different parts of the planet that are good for your body. We used to not be able to do that. You couldn't, you know, get fucking sea moss from Thailand or whatever the fuck. So, um, but yeah, you got your minerals, your vitamins, there's krill oil, there's strong bone, um, great immune stuff in there, alpha brain. It's all the proprietary on it products and this easy to use thing. And it, and it's absolutely changed my life. Like I said, the blood work doesn't lie. The shit works. So go to onit.com, use code Satsung at checkout. Um, yeah, I love y'all, and I will uh, I will see you soon. I have some really cool guests coming up. So um, like, share, subscribe, all that shit. Um, God bless y'all. <laughs>